Durante Amati. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Borussia. Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! The Western service crew are celebrating. And we're still celebrating from winning, what was it, a month ago? Uh, Over a month now. Has anyone been to work yet? Jokes. Now, welcome back to All Out West for the final time for the 21-22 season. And for the last time, I'll be your host. Today, I'm joined by Jay, Leb, and Kelsey's probably going to stop by too. How's your month and a half been, gents? Uh, still a bit still a bit rough. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, still still pumped. Still, still riding on the coattails of the win. So, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take that over disappointment any day. Yeah, I've been away from home for work, and the only thing that gets me through is every couple of days throwing on the highlights from the grand final and thinking, yeah, that's what it's all about. But, yeah, still, yeah, looking back with very fond memories, can't believe we've already we've won the, the league in our third season. Yeah, and preparations are underway for next season as well. Our FFA Cup clash has been confirmed against Melbourne Victory, which has happened since we last the podcast um did you guys watch the draw yeah i did actually and i just kind of knew like once there was already a couple of other all a league matchups and it just got further and further i think it was us and city and victory left in the last what like four four or six teams and i'm just thinking oh there's no chance we're not drawing one of them and like on the downside, we don't get an easy run through, but on the upside, it's going to be a good spectacle and we still get a game to go to in Victoria. Yeah, I was kind of hoping we play the um, the Devonport Strikers, our, our sort of, you know, sister club over in Tassie, but wasn't meant to be. Hopefully they go all right. Yeah, go the Strikers, the yellow and blue. I was really ex- glad we didn't get Melbourne City again. I feel like we play them a lot and I don't feel it like, although we've had that, like that win over them in the grand final, I always feel like we have such exciting games against Melbourne victory from the, the crowd atmosphere to everything. I feel like everyone always brings it. And I'm really hoping that it's going to be at like a, like a, a smaller local ground just to have that, you know what I mean? That FFA cup vibe. Cause that's one thing that I really wanted was to go to a Bentley greens, a Heidelberg, and get a mad feed, preferably in this state. So we've got a young family. But you know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I'm sure Andrew Tram was really like getting G'd up for some like Javapi or some something fun, like a Suva or whatever. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like food is such a big part of game day experience. And that was I was really looking forward to that. So it'd be really cool if it was like a Georgie's or you know what I mean? Somewhere local as opposed to an Amy Park, especially being a Wednesday night. They have confirmed that it's gonna be on the third of August at seven thirty PM. What do you guys think of that? Well, it's looking like it will be an Amy Park game just because of the size of the two clubs, really. I don't think they could really host it anywhere else, um, even being on Wednesday night. But, yeah, I, for one, was hoping, yeah, that sort of Bentley, um, J.A. and Ryan Scott going back there against their old clubs or an Avondale or a Heidelberg, which I've been to an FFA Cup game there before and the atmosphere is fantastic. I think went there a few years back and there was a good... Yeah, 9,000 or so fans that turned up on a cold, wet Tuesday night. So that sort of atmosphere would have been amazing, but it just 
I'd say it drives us on more to get this sort of result and hopefully get one of those draws in the next round. Definitely. Yeah, I was kind of hoping we'd play like a, a an MPL level club because we haven't in the FFA Cup. We've played this will be our uh, third game, and we've played against uh, yeah only in um, A League opposition. Um, in you know we played uh, uh, the Jets and and Wellington in our first run. So um, hopefully, hopefully if we do go through, um, we do continue on um, and play one of those. Uh, uh, yeah, MPL or state level clubs. Definitely going to be interesting, and yeah, going to be a real highlight. Hopefully, we can get through and add to our silverware because, yeah, we, it's part of the game. Did you guys want to get onto the? Sorry, season review. Yeah, Sounds look good. That, look at that high tech shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I was writing that while you guys were talking before. Um, at the start of the season, we had all had tempered expectations with the top four finish being the goalpost with some of us concerned about new coach John Aloisi and the recruitment in the offseason, which is we'd all spoken about at length and how apprehensive we were, like just having reasonable expectations of um, a bit of an unproven coach and squad. Um, despite injury, uh, despite injury, illness, and COVID, you could not keep the boys in green down. If you could describe John Aloisi's first year as coach in one word, what would it be, Lebby? Uh, tremendous. I was actually going to say tremendous as well. You know me, how I love using Joey D as tremendous. <laughs> now I'm going to think of another word. Oh, oh my I just, goodness! Yeah, I don't think there's any other way to say it. Because obviously, I was going to go perfect, but a perfect season would have been all wins, no losses, no goals conceded, and you you win ten nil every game. But I'd say tremendous. Um, yeah, it just couldn't have panned out better. Um, we had highs and we had lows throughout the season as well, which added to the anticipation of where we could finish and how we'd go in finals and that sort of thing as well. But um, riding those sorts of highs and lows, I felt made for more of an exciting spectacle at the end. Yeah, well, Stafford, I'm also going to say tremendous as well. Um, <laughs> Did you? Are you looking on your computer for, like, synonyms of, st- like, tremendous? Nah, well, I can go off the top of my head and just start like my inner boxing promoter and go, outrageous, outrageous, ridiculous, ludicrous, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to stay with tremendous um, because it really was a tremendous season. Um, John Aloisi, great football mind. Um, You know, once you get cut in this country, though, sacked, you're sort of like untouchable. No one wants you. We gave him another crack and he delivered, so... It really was, you know, I've got to say tremendous as well because it's tremendous what he's done with the team. Um, he's grown himself as a coach in the off-season. Well, sorry, not only the off-season, in his um, three years off from the sport, you know. Um, easily could have stagnated and just taken up a media role and, and there goes your uh, coaching career. But he kept at it, got the job and signed the players that he thought would take him all the way. And, yeah, made some tremendous signings. Uh, had a tremendous final series as well. But our, our finals games, especially the semi-final and the grand, uh, the grand final, uh, probably two best games we played all year. So, um, yeah, tremendous season. Um, 
very, very happy with Aloisi's first year as coach. We got him for at least one more, I think. Um, so uh, let's hope he can deliver some more silverware before he takes off to Europe, which is, you know, he's undeniable. You win silverware, especially in a league like the A-League, um, and he might be, you know, you never know, taking off to Japan following Kevin Musket or, or Ange Postacoglu over in um, over in Scotland because that seems to be where the vast majority of Australian talent's going at the moment, Japan and Scotland and even Korea. So um, it'd be good to see him get a job overseas as well after his time with Western. And I think uh, this uh, title that he's won this year has is, is really helped, is a step in the right direction for him career-wise. Obviously, it's um, silverware's what keeps you, you know, keeps you remembered. And, um, you know, he's also been a pivotal part in the, this club taking its next steps into becoming a serious A-League club, you know. Um, hopefully now the fans will, you know, they have to pay attention. Um, you got champions, you know, in the West. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what next year brings. Hopefully he can repeat uh, his success with us. You never know as well. There could be a national team spot opening up as well as head coach, which is something he's expressed interest in. But uh, let's hope he stays with us for another season, hones his skills, um, improves mm-hmm. us even further, hopefully win us some more silverware as well, and then you never know what could happen. So um, if he can if he can have another good season next season, I think, I think uh, there isn't a set ceiling for him at the moment that, yeah, he could go quite far with, uh, not just not just his coaching style, but with his personality as well, his mannerisms, he's very calm, he's very composed. And honestly, mm. that's what you need a lot of the time if you're going to be working in such a high-pressure industry such as this. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say that um, probably behind Popovich and, uh, and Musket, he'd be definitely right up there in the um, talks for Socceroos coach contention. Definitely. Uh, one um, word for you, Wallace. What, what's oh, the word thank that you. Pride the season. I'd as? probably put astounding for me personally. I was, I'm astounded. Like, I'd, I'm gobsmacked. I'm flabbergasted. It was amazing. Just going off a little, a little bit of a word vomit there. Word spew. <laughs> it's been amazing. It was an, uh, it was a roller coaster, and it was amazing to be a part of and to cover on this podcast. Like we had weeks where we were, were just destroying it with our one nil victories, and then we had. The, in, the the wave of injury and COVID and just to come out on top in the grand final was just amazing. It was, as a fan, it's great. Uh, but, yeah, I th- we should probably move on to our first player. And our first player to talk about is Adesu Bayou. He really made an impact, um, at, impact as an impact player with four starts in 16 games. Um, he scored two goals and was a real asset to West United this season. We gave him an overall ranking of a B with 13 player votes during the season. I think this adequately summarizes a young player really grabbing the opportunity by the, by the ball by the horns. It was just, he's been, he's been so pivotal to some of our success this season and a bit of a wild card to throw out there. And I want to see more of him. Do you guys have anything you'd like to say about him? Yeah, a good young player. Um, I think he definitely will get another few chances, um, especially with FFA Cup games coming up as well. So um, let's hopefully, yeah, hopefully he can uh, grab the bull by the horns, like you said, and um, make a name for himself. Yeah, I think he's built a really good platform for himself to um, 
keep going and keep improving next season. Um, obviously, he wasn't one of our most important players this season, but whenever he came on and he did a proper job, you saw he worked his guts out and um, he showed uh, some quality and some flair as well. You see that he scored a couple of goals, uh, which we probably wouldn't have expected expected him to considering we were one of the highest scoring teams in the league um so yeah as long as he can take off next season i think he's got a really bright future ahead of him definitely now moving on to a big name from the squad alexander priovic started slowly but proved his big game credentials by peaking in the final series he received 85 votes over the season played 27 games with 24 starts and 13 goals. We gave him a grave an A. Caleb, what are your thoughts on Alexander Previc? Well, you said it perfectly. He he started off slowly, um, but he peaked at the right time of the season. So he came up trumps, scored the important goals, the match winner in the grand final, essentially, and winning man of the match on that day, even if other people might have had a bit of a different opinion who should have got that um, award after that game. But um, 24 starts out of 27 games. Those first three games, he didn't hit the floor running. He he came into the squad a bit late, so he was still finding his feet in the country, finding his fitness. So if you look at those 24 starts and 13 goals, that's more than a, a goal every two games. So, um, yeah, an amazing return from someone who we knew had the qualities to be our big man up front, but we weren't exactly sure how he was going to adapt to the league and adapt to our style and the new style under um, Johnny Aloisi as well. So, again, bringing up that word, tremendous. I think he had a tremendous season. And, look, he's been rumoured to move away from the club. We're not exactly sure what's going on with that, like everybody else is. But if he sticks around, he's going to be an integral part of our squad next season, our first-team squad. Yeah, well, you touched on something that I wanted to as well. Jay, do you have anything to say first? Oh, um, yeah, best player in our final series. Scored all the goals that got us the, the silverware. Um, Joe Marston, medalist. Uh, really, uh, I think we were talking about it la- uh, last time we, we were on the cast. Um, Jamie Young did an interview with, uh, with uh, the uh, A-Leagues podcast, and he said that um, Previch pretty much got pulled aside and told, you know, finals is where it all happens. We need, we need you to play big here and he delivered. So, um, yeah, um, had he had that final series all season, he'd be uh, he'd be the player of the year in the league. So, um, but yeah, hopefully, like Caleb said, we can. Um, he might move on. Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he can keep him for one more season. Um, if not, we've got to, you know, hats off, thank him, you know, for delivering us first ever piece of silverware. Question, do you think he's proven himself to not only the league but fans of his, his quality? Yeah, I think he has because he's also just let his football do the talking. He's a pretty mild-mannered guy. Um, people say he's, you know, he's got a bit of the Zlatan aesthetic, but you know, he's not nearly as cocky. He's just confident in his own abilities, and um, you know, it, well, yeah, football does the talking, and um, it's it's good. It's yeah, it's good to see just someone uh, you know with confidence, not an ego, come out yeah. there and and bang goals in and do it like it's his job. Did it, did it with the face like he was a mailman delivering mail. Lucky, you know, <laughs> this is bread and butter. I, so, I don't think you ever saw him smile. Like, he's, he's always like, 
like in the postseason interviews where him and um, Eloise were at the press conference, you guys would have seen this. And Lockie Wales and someone else run in and start throwing beers and he's the whole time just like. Yeah, I think he cracked not... a small smile yeah. when when that happened, and that's that's the closest we've got to see his emotion. But yeah, um, first time uh, we've yeah. probably seen his teeth, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's been an amazing signing. Hopefully, we can keep him a, a lot around. Now, here's a bit of a different one. Alessandro Diamanti started the season reasonably strong, but injury and illness hindered his game time. But his presence was still felt within the team. He played ten games, and we gave him an overall rating of a C plus. Jay, what are your thoughts? On um, El Capitano. Yeah, it's hard because he only did play 10 games. And right as he got injured, I felt he was starting to really come into the season. Um, you know, um, starting to get better and better. Obviously, poor end to last year. Only scoring one goal. Um, and then I, I felt like he was slowly getting back into it. And then he, he did his foot and we thought, oh, he might be gone a month. And then it turned into the whole season or the, the rest of the season. Um but I think the C-plus rating is there because, honestly, I forgot. If you had to ask me how many games he played, I would have said three, maybe four. Sort of didn't have that many memorable games at the start of the season. Sort of, you know, was slowly starting to build into something. Um, You know, C-plus is a rough rating for a player of his calibre, but uh, it's hard when you when you don't see it in the performances he did have. Um, could have been much worse, you know, had he continued his form from last season. We probably would be giving him an F. But, um, I, you know, he's got one year left with us, I believe. Um, let's hope he can get some game time, even if it's, you know, coming from the bench. I don't think he's that sort of player. I think he's going to be wanting to start. Um, and I'd love to see him go out with a bang, so to speak, because I think this will probably be the last ever – well, this will be the, the highest level of competition he ever plays again. He might go back to Italy and play for, you know – a local club or something like that. But I think so far as professionally, this is probably the last year we'll see Alessandro Gignanti. Um, I'll probably get a kit with him with the 23 on the back this year just because of, you know, what he's done for the club. Um, and honestly, I'm, hopefully he hopefully he's back for the FFA Cup. Who knows if we're going to risk him or not. But, uh, yeah, keen to see dinner back. Uh, what are your boys' thoughts? Look, it's a tough one because, yeah, he didn't really have that impact on the pitch, but we don't know about the type of impact he had behind the scenes and on the training field. And you saw him throughout celebrations. You saw him on game days. He was always there spurring everyone on, geeing everyone up. So um, whether or not he was on the pitch and whether or not he would have even given his his um, passed on his qualities and his wisdom to the players on the field, on the training ground, I feel like he has a really good football brain that he could have tapped into a few of those younger players, uh, built up their confidence, gave them tips and tricks and ideas on things that they might need to improve and things that they might not know they were capable of even. So, um, but look, that's all speculation and hypotheticals. Uh, we don't know what he did behind the scenes. So, uh, C plus seems rough, but yeah, when somebody hasn't been on the pitch all season, and it's disappointing because at the start of the season, if we all got asked who's one player that you'd want to see play week in week out every day, we probably all would have said Diamante. Um, so it's a really difficult question to answer, but let's just hope, as you said, he goes out with a bang next season. Um, and gives it his all, shows what he's made of because he's he's top class. Even though he's 
yeah, he's aged a fair bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm just hoping to see more of him. And even after his professional playing career, he does have that football mind where he could go into a youth development role or a coaching role. I feel like he would have a lot to give to uh, not just younger players, but the squad in general. I don't want to lose him to Australian football. That's, for me, probably the... I'd love to see him start an academy here, even if it's independent of us, and just just help forge the next generation of Australian footballers because I think his, his football mind would be a terrible thing to lose for us. Um, here is a bit of a, a an out-there question. Would you retire the number 23 for him? No way. Oh. Nah, nah, not... He's been probably, he's been our biggest name for sure in a green and black jersey. He was our first, I believe, yeah, he's been captain the whole time. He was our first captain. Um, But the only way I'd retire a number is um, posthumous honour if somebody's passed away, that sort of thing. Or if, let's say, he was a, a youth lad that had grown up supporting... Western United, from so I'm talking hypothetical 20 years' time, grown up supporting Western United for his whole life or even in the women's game because we'll be having our women's team as well, supporting Western United for their whole life, coming through the ranks, playing their whole career. Um, a Lee Broxham for Melbourne Victory type. Play their mm. whole career, play bre- breaking record appearance numbers, even if they're not the most talented player in the world. Um that's the only way I feel like it'd be worthwhile and the only way I think it'd be deserved to retire a number. Uh, for me, it's a strong no on that. Jay? Yeah, I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree with Caleb there as well. I It was a bit of a heated question. I don't think we should, and no one said it before. It was just an interesting question because that is something oh, that happens. in that's, It's we like setting a benchmark for our expectation of on retiring it, like making one. I also remember when we first interviewed Lou Sticker that we'd never have numbers above like 30. No silly numbers, I believe, was his direct. It was either in the podcast, was either in the conversation. There would never be any silly numbers like an 88 See, or a 44. Sorry to cut you off, Wallace. I wouldn't say they're silly numbers. I'd say no, he didn't use the word silly, but he yeah. said out of the normal, like that. That was part yeah. of the. Um, yeah, look, yeah. I personally don't think like Previch number 99, fair enough. If you go a hundred and above, I don't believe in three digit numbers being on the back. I just don't think it look coming from just a design point of view. I don't think it looks good. Um, there's not, only one like three digit Jersey that matters. And that's the all out West 100. 100. Yeah, we've we've got the 100 jersey. Yeah. So that's all right. Hopefully we can get to 200, 300. But, but um, yeah, apart from three-digit numbers, I have no problem personally with any number that's a two-digit or a one-digit number. As long as you're not Sorry. sticking a – as long as you're not doing a like a zero three or something, chucking a zero in front of a single-digit number – that's the only time I probably wouldn't go for it. But that's all personal opinion at the end of the day too. I do remember back in the day they run out of squad numbers for the Socceroos back when uh, Dario Vidicic, if anybody remembers him, when he was coming through the ranks and he was a young kid playing for the Socceroos and he came on wearing the number 101 and I just started pissing myself because it just, yeah, it didn't look natural. But, again, personal preference, 
Um, a lot of people would disagree with me saying that I'm fine with having a number 88 or a 99. So um, mm. at the end of the I, day, it's... I don't have it, an issue with it, just to clarify. Stuff. But it was something that was talked about when the initial club was set yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It enough. was just, just an interesting tidbit. Um, do you guys want to keep moving? Mm-hmm. Next, we have Ben Garuccio. What a season defining performance from his scorpion kick to his awards within the club. He really left his mark with two goals across 28 games. We gave him an A+. Plus. Who would like to take Ben Garuccio? Uh, I'll, I'll do this one since I had the honour of actually presenting him that award at the gala night um, on stage, which goal of the season, not just for our club, but in the league, I'd say. Um and that's without bias. If I saw that happen for another team, the only one I can really remember coming close was the uh, the kind of late goal from Craig Noon on the edge of the box outside of the foot where he volleyed it. Um, but for the, to get that sort of technique and just have, I look at it more of a mental thing, just being able to snap into that kind of motion so quickly, seeing the ball in that sort of way where you know it's behind you and just, and just being able to bang you've scored it. He said he couldn't believe it. He still doesn't believe it was real, um, but it was well-deserved as well. And let's talk about the assist from Priovic as well, outside of the foot, like slowed down the ball outside of the foot to get him there. So goal of the season. But on top of that, player of the year award, which a lot of us probably didn't expect because um, a lot of our players had fantastic seasons you look at players like uh Connor Payne and Lockie Wales who were second and third in the polls as well Jamie Young who I was surprised that he still didn't get goalkeeper of the year for the league because no saves yeah the saves that he made without him I doubt that we would have we would have gone as far as we did regular season and in finals so um but Ben you can't you cannot put past his work rate you see that he played 28 games probably coming into the season we weren't sure exactly where he was going to fit in because originally Connor play, Connor Payne played the left wing back role when we were playing a back three so we thought okay maybe is Connor going to be playing there we weren't sure what was going on with Ivan Vuica. Um so he was still a bit of a oh okay he might be a squad player he he took the opportunity with both hands and ran with it and with like I was saying about Jamie, without him, I don't think we would have done as well defensively. Um, he just cut out so much on that left hand side, um, nullified so many right attackers, and on top of that, he managed to get himself forward, scored a couple of goals too, provided assists, uh, provided not just runs where he actively received the ball, but runs where he was able to decoy, uh, like be a decoy and drag defenders out so other players of ours could get in there and actually do what they needed to do. So amazing season from Ben. He's off contract at the moment. We're all hoping to see him back, but we wouldn't be surprised if he headed back overseas to Scotland or something because before his injury, he had real promise over there as well. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. We love you, Benny, regardless of whether you stay or not. Um, But, yeah, let's hope he signs up for another season because – there's no doubt in my mind if he plays in our squad next season, he'll be pushing to be that player of the season once again. Jay, any thoughts? No, I covered it pretty well. Um, yeah, the only thing I think you missed is uh, 
yeah, with those assists, um, he was their main corner taker uh, down that left side as well for the majority of the season um, with Killer on the other side. And, um, yeah, it was very, very good at delivering the ball into the box uh, and playing through Connor Payne as well. Yeah, outstanding season. Probably, yeah, best player of the season. I've got no problems with him being voted player of the season. I think it's well-deserved. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, yeah, and such a good dude as well. He, I think he really fit into the club mentality of just being good egg. That's uh, you know what I mean. Like everyone in the club has been is very friendly. Yeah. It's it's like it's a lot of our players. He's really down to earth. He's just at the end of the day, you get talking to a lot of these fellas, and they're just regular guys like like us here. They just they're just privileged and lucky enough to actually be able to play a sport professionally that they love and be good at it. Exactly. Um, we'll go. We'll go on to our next one, which is Ben Collins, who had some big boots to fill and really took the opportunity and pressed. Everyone, when NTS went down, although it was only one game he got, he played, we all gave him a C plus. I can't wait to see what he brings next season and beyond. Jay, do you have anything you'd like to say about Benny Collins? Yeah, um, another youth player coming through. Uh, hopefully, he gets a little more game time next year. Probably will, um, depending on whether or not we sign another uh, centre back. Um, yeah. Um, didn't yeah, like didn't really get to see him play except for that one, one game where he had to come in because we were out of defenders. Uh, but he, you know, he came in and, and um, played his position well, um, fit in pretty well with the with the whole squad. Uh, yeah, I like Ben Collins. I think he's a good footballer, and I think he's definitely got a future in the A leagues. That's for sure. Web, anything? Yeah. Are you good? No, no, I w- I'll just say I was uh, really excited because I remember talking to him at the end of the season asking what his plans for next season were because I knew he was He was just so excited at the time to be a part of the club, uh, to have done his little bit, um, even though at MPL level, a um, couple of games that we watched, we saw his qualities. He marshaled the back line properly. He was the captain for the MPL team before he ended up coming up to the firsts. Um, and to see him get rewarded with that new contract, I feel like it's really well-deserved from what he's done at that lower level, but it also shows what um, the staff have probably seen on the training pitch from him, that even though he wasn't a big player, he was always there or thereabouts. He he must have the mentality to succeed. And um, I don't know, just his style of play, he seems very composed, very confident. Um, he's someone who I'd like to see at the club for a long time, and I really hope he succeeds. Even if it's not at our club, um, I'm sure that he will have a future in the A-League. Sick. I agree. Can't wait to see more of him. Now, another name. Oh, we lost Jay. Jay's gone. That's okay. He'll be back. Um, yeah, so the, the next, next name on our list is Christian Thera Harris. He joined late in the, in the preseason and only managed four games in one start. He really didn't get much game time. Uh, we gave him a C plus because he did well in those moments he had. Did you have anything you'd like to add to this, Caleb? I'd just say that I thought he probably deserved a bit more game time. Um, we're a bit critical of some substitutions at points where uh, other players came on, but look, they managed to prove us wrong because they performed really well as well. But I remember that making this signing, um, a lot of victory fans were telling us that we'd picked up a gem 
he'd had experience in uh, in uh, second teams overseas as well. So he'd worked with good professionals and and in good um, academies. So um, and the flair that he kind of showed when he did come onto the field, I feel like he at the times that we did struggle, he could have given us something a little bit different. Uh, look, in the end, it all kind of panned out and worked out for us because we ended up winning the league. But um, he's someone who I'd definitely like to see a lot more of next season. Uh, I think if if he could get a run of games behind him and get his confidence up, I feel like he'd be a real asset to the team. Jay, any thoughts on Christian Theo Harris? Yeah, maybe a bit too much of the flair when he could have been a little more uh, just solid, you know. He's good with his stepovers, but sort of came a bit predictable and, you know, expended maybe a bit too much energy with, with a bit of the flair. Um, I loved it. It definitely gave us a bit of, uh, you know, attacking creativity. But uh, I think he just needs to focus on getting into the club or getting into the squad and really getting a good run of form behind him, like Caleb said. Um, good player, good pick-up. It's, we're just a bit too stacked to fit him in at the moment, but if he's there waiting in the wings... Uh, and training, there's yeah no reason why he won't be making the squad sooner rather than later. He's someone I feel if we if we had last season when we were struggling a little bit for ideas, uh, he would have he would have had a lot more appearances for us and been able to show his qualities a lot more. Uh, mm. But this season, when we performed so well week in week out, we pretty much had a set team. It was hard to fit him into the team, so I don't feel like it's much fault of his own. It's just no. kind of the way that the season panned out. Definitely not. Uh, we'll keep it moving. Now, on to a big name here, Connor Payne. Despite that dealing with an in- Yeah, bring the pain. Despite dealing with an injury midseason, he still managed to play 26 games, score three goals, and get a deserved A-minus grade. Jay, what are your thoughts on the pain, man? Yeah, another great season from Connor Payne. Didn't really have to worry about his defensive roles. As much this season, still pushed back a little bit, but he really got to get uh, going forward a lot more. Um, I think the three goals he scored were all in one nil wins. So, you know, that's nine points straight from Connor. Um, also got a key assist in um, in the finals in that uh, first, in the victory second leg. Um, I remember that was the uh, a beautiful ball was the assist to get us back in the game. So, you know, we straight up wouldn't be uh, champions without Connor Payne. Um, you know, put a lot of balls into the box, was a constant attacking threat. Didn't Wasn't like the most efficient player, but definitely just, you know, made, made it really, really chaotic in the opposition box. Um, a minus is pretty good. You could make the case of him having A, but, um, you know, he didn't score as many goals, even though he was a bit further forward. So maybe that's why he's got the A minus. Um yeah, I hope we just keep him going, uh, keep him next season. He keeps going and has another, at least, you know, A-minus grade year because uh, I think he's only getting better with age. He's still pretty young, um, I think 28, 29 maybe. And he's already, it feels like he's been around forever. Had you asked me how old he is, I would have said 35. Just because, you know, you know, he's been in the A-league for 10 years now. Um yeah, hopefully we can hold on to him um, for another couple of seasons because, uh, yeah, he's been there from the get-go. He's one of our first, if not, I think he's might be our first, um, like, Aussie signing um, he's ever. He's pretty early on. 
Josh Risden is. Ah, oh, there you Josh go. Risden. But yeah, I think Connor was pretty much. I, I think th- it was Connor. He and was Joshy one of the first um, players like that straight afterwards. Yeah, they, he was one of the first players we uh, we announced, and I was like a bit iffy on getting him, but you know he's he's just yeah getting better and better with age. So yeah, love Connor Payne, love all the work he puts in. No, he's well worth the money. Uh, Lab, anything you want to put on the pain train? Well, like with like I said about a bunch of the other players on the team too, he's just a really down to earth bloke. He's he's somebody that you'd bump into, and you just expect him to. I don't know somebody that you just see out, just have a chat to, just just a normal guy working a normal job because that's how he goes about his business. He doesn't make any fuss about things, whether it's on or off the pitch. Uh, he's he's confident in his own abilities while still being humble, and I feel like he's just one of the most integral cogs in our team. It's I feel at this point him being around from the get go, along with like uh, only a few others now, after losing a couple more players. Um, he's he's one of those players that can probably pass on the culture of the club really well as well off off the field. Um, he's one that gets involved with the fans a lot too. Um, not as rowdy as people like Ryan Scott and Lockie Wales and that, but he, he's somebody that's he's always there, always giving the time of day. And on the pitch, you know you can always rely on him to put in at least a 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10 performance. And those are the sorts of players that you need to win championships because what good is a player having a 10 out of 10 game and then having a 1 out of 10 game the next week? You know what you're getting out of Connor Payne. And that's consistency and that's reliability. 100%. Now, moving on, the next one, we have uh, a first-season signing who... As fans, we instantly embraced Dylan Price. He had a decent season with 11 starts and 25 games played to two goals. We gave him an overall grade of C+. Now, Leb, what do you think of uh, old DP this season? Look, I feel like his opportunities were hampered a little bit. I feel like his best role was probably that right wing-back role where he could still be a bit defensive but still go forward a little bit. I don't feel like he's completely perfected the the entire offensive role or that entire defensive role. Um, it, it's hard to get in at right back when you've got Josh Risden there, who's arguably the best right back that we have in the country. Um, and going forward, we had players like Payne on the other side, um, mind you, but we had players like Lockie Wales on that sort of side where it was kind of hard for him to get through and, get that run of games to be so consistent. But what you do get from Dylan is you get energy every time he steps on the pitch, whether it's starting, whether it's coming off the bench, he's always going to give it his own. Being a local Westie as well, um, he's got a deep connection to the club. Uh, They're from day dot pretty much as well. So um, a little bit disappointing, I'd say. But again, like, like I kind of said about Theo before, I don't think, think it was much fault of his own because when you've got that core, those core players that are so consistent and gelling that well, it's really hard to break into the team. So uh, probably said this a bit over the past couple of years. He's one for the future, but at the end of the day, he's still a really young lad and he's still got a long way to go. Oh, Wallace has dropped out now. That's all right. We'll continue. Um... Did you have much to say about DP? No, I think I think you hit it on the head pretty well there. Um, 
you know, um, DP didn't have as good a year as he did last year. It was honestly touch disappointing. Not that he took a step back or anything, but it's just like, you know, I think he scored eight goals or something last season. He only scored two this year. Uh, less game time, but, you know, uh, no offence to him, but Lockie Wales, Dylan Winslow Halls, Previc, they were all playing much better. So it's like attack and roll-wise, you're not going to get in front of them. Or, you know, Connor Payne, um, defensively, you're not going to get in front of Rizzo, like you said. So sort of hard to make a case for him to be breaking into that starting 11. And he did start multiple times, you know, 11 times. I just – I think we um, – we need a bit more from Dylan next season. Good player. He's definitely got a bright future ahead of him if he stays on his path. But, um, you know, I, I, he can't afford to stagnate. He needs to keep pushing forward. Let's hope, hope he does it next season. Yeah, I believe he will because you look you look at the end of the day. If we look back to season two, I believe he was one of our shining lights of that season, which ultimately ended up being a disappointing season. So he's definitely got the ability. Um, unfortunately... Some things just don't work out sometimes, and this season probably didn't work out for him as much as he would have liked and we would have liked. To start off our next one, I have to do a hyphenated surname appreciation alert. <laughs> Bring it back. Dylan Wenzel-Halls had an amazing season and I feel was utilised in the final series, pairing well with the attacking line. He had 12 starts, 27 games played, five goals, and utterly sank the boot in victory in game two. We gave an overall grade of an A-. minus. I just want to see more from DWH next season. Uh, the way he paired up with Preo, Wales, and Payne, simply amazing. Uh, who, who has a comment on DWH? Who wants Garrett? Yeah, um, great, great season. Uh, a much better season than he had at, at uh, the Raw last year. Didn't score as many goals as we thought he would, but, um, you know, had a great final series as well and took the pressure off Prijevic. Um I loved it when he played with Prijevic, is like that strike partnership. Uh, you know, a lot of duels uh, and a lot of pissing off the the opposition defenders. So, uh, yeah, very happy with uh, with Dylan Wenzel Halls this this season. Hopefully, he keeps going next season with uh, you know whoever they pair him up with up forward. Love it. Now, next up, we have Jamie Young, and he had literally the best season and played all thirty games. He didn't manage any goals scored, <laughs> but gosh darn, he saved it enough. Uh, we gave him a perfect rating of A+. plus. He also won our Player of the Year comp. Caleb, what say you? I mentioned it a little bit before. He, We wouldn't have won the league without Jamie. As much as we talk about Ryan Scott and how much we all love him to bits, uh, Jamie Young was just completely tremendous. I'll say it again this season. Uh, just... All you, you don't even really need to say much. Pretty much anyone listening to this, go back, watch his highlights reel for the season, and you'll see why we gave him an A-plus and he won our Player of the Season award here on the podcast. That's all I need to say. 100%. Now, Jay, I'll open the floor to you just because this is Player of the Season. Do you have anything to say? Uh, tremendous. Yeah, unreal player. Um Best best season he's ever had, and you know he's not young anymore. So to put out those sorts of performances week in week out, I think he's stuffed up. Maybe you know made three or four mistakes, but when you're a keeper, three three or four mistakes for a whole season is not much, like at all. That's next to nothing, you know. When you're saving, you know, around a hundred shots, you know, or, or so. You can't you know balls coming in the box. You've got 
you know, shit to de- uh, deal with, flying all over the place, marshalling your defenders. He did all that well. Um, if you're at the games, you hear him screaming nonstop, a real leader from the back. Uh, and his experience really shone through. 100% the reason we won the league, Jamie Young. He has, he's a defining factor. That's why he's got the A+. Plus. Love it. Now, I'm going to cover the next one because I'm a big fan of this person. Jerry Skitardist really proved himself and plugged the hole in our midfield. He started five games and had 17 appearances. He really stood up and had has progressed so far this season, hence why we've given him a B+. Plus. Now, I'm really gutted to see him go, and he would have been very valuable next season, but obviously couldn't be guaranteed that game time, and he's gone all the way to MacArthur. Good on him. Good luck to him. Big fan. Can't see what he does to us in the midfield next season. Uh, mm. Next up, we have Josh Risden. Um, he showed his worth this season and in spite of an injury, came back in time for finals to captain us through. He had 19 starts for 21 games and we gave him an A-. minus. Now, Leb, what, what's, what do you have to say about it? Look, it's not just the injury he had earlier, but you saw he got really he got injured really early on in that grand final, and he said there was no there was no way I wasn't finishing this final, unless he probably did his ACL where he couldn't actually run, or he got completely knocked out and had to get taken to hospital. He was going to be there. It just sums up the sort of character he has. Um, he really stepped into that captain that leadership role. Once uh, Diamante got injured because he pr- pretty much fulfilled that role for the rest of the season. Josh Risden, just a household name in the A-League by now. And Socceroos player too. What else can you say? He's just he's amazing and he'll be there next season and he'll be another massive part of our team. Don't you worry about that. Completely yeah, agree. If- if I was Graham Arnold, 100% be looking at, at taking him over to Qatar. Um, I, I honestly, personally think he had he was the man of the match for the grand final. Obviously, Previc had a great game as well, but it was really moments that he capitalised on. Josh Risden was injured and he was there the whole game. Played brilliantly. Uh, lovely bloke. Uh, just started it, you know, got a young family and got the whole world ahead of him still. Only, only 29, 30 years of age. Um, yeah, I love Rizzo. Let's hope. Hopefully, um, he uh, stays fit next season, and he continue can continue captaining us. Um, speaking of Josh Risden, uh, I'd like to give a congratulations to our tipping comp winger, Christian uh, Chris <laughs> Christopher Beal. Um, here's your trophy, buddy. I'm going to mail it out, and on top of that, we have a twenty one twenty two jersey. Thank you, Lucy at Western United, for providing this with us. Signed by Josh Risden himself. This is coming to you. Congratulations on winning the tipping comp for this year. That'll be mailed out to you tomorrow, which it's being released tomorrow, so it's a Thursday, so I'm mailing it Thursday. Carry on. Now, moving on to Lockie Wales. He showed his value this season, not only with four goals across the 30 games, but also having a red hot go as a playmaker. I think his game has improved because of this. He's also had a huge amount of assists, and I think he bleeds green and black. Overall, we gave him an A minus. Jay, what are your thoughts on Wales? Uh, yeah, I, I loved what he did for us. Another great attacking player. Um, you know, um, good to see him link up with former City boy uh, Garucho as well. Um, 
I think they 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 both played off each other really well this year. Um, maybe you know uh, his shooting boots he could have laced them up a bit tighter, and sometimes he did you know have his head down to the ground where he should have been looking up and trying to find better passes. But um, you know he's also still very young. Um, got all your Rouge call ups. Got the whole world ahead of him. Um, Scored definitely one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, def- definitely uh, one for the future of Australia, not just West United. If you can keep it up, you could see moving into Europe in the next couple of years. Uh, yeah, I, I love Lockie Wales. Really quick, pacey, uh, you know, uh, winger slash playmaker. Yeah, we, we did see him play a little more central as well at points this season, which I enjoyed. Um, yeah, I think an A minus is is a is a decent score for someone of his age. Uh, and let's hope he can continue it next year. Meet too. One of the funniest blokes you'll ever meet. <laughs> yeah, loves lo- a bit of a party animal, but saves yeah. it till the off season. So he, he, he yeah. does like a beer. I've heard. Now moving on to possibly the tallest man in the team, Leo Lacroix. What can you say about um, about the mountain of a defender who scored three goals? and outplayed defenders and midfielders alike. Leb, we gave him an overall score of A+. Have you seen him on Instagram still training by himself in his hotel or wherever he's staying? What a beast. What say you about Leo Lacroix, Levy? I was just going to say massive, massive everything, massive human being, massive mentality, massive massive drive, massive amounts of talent. He, he brought something to our team that we were missing last season when we started leaking all of those goals. He brought a giant. <laughs> yeah. And, and it helps when you got someone that big that people can't get past him. People can't beat him in the air, but he brought something to the team that we we're missing last season. He brought leadership. He brought composure. Um, you saw he scored goals as well. It wasn't just at the back. You see, you saw him get up at set pieces and stamp his authority. He's the sort of player that I feel like, every football team needs in their defense to be successful and for i've said it about a couple of our players being integral cogs he was an integral cog to our success this season without him there was no chance we were going to do as well even though we've got other quality defenders we've got other players on the pitch that can definitely do an amazing job he brought something different and brought experience brought skill brought mentality I feel like he would have lifted everybody else in training as well. And as we've said a lot about a lot of these people, what genuinely nice and happy and so smiley. I don't I don't think I've ever seen the guy frown. Definitely. And um not not to mention best dressed at the gala in his Gucci. Is it, is it the Gucci tracksuit? <laughs> he it was just like a, a disco, disco ball. ball, bro. Yeah. I love that guy. He's just so he's so nice. He shook my hand after a game, and I felt like a child. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's well, that's the love, size love comparison him. there. Yeah. No, like, his hands I, huge. I, like, I loved seeing him. Sorry, sorry, Wallace. I love seeing him get up, and after every game, he would be one of the first players to walk down in front of the crew and put his arms up and scream and yell and you know, vamos, vamos. He, he fucking he loved it. Uh, the passion was intense. He's a man that you know just breathes football, so. Hopefully, yeah, he stays around as well. If not, good luck to him wherever he wants to go because he's an absolute gun, could walk into any A-League team, that's for sure. 
and um, probably walk into the Swiss national team at this point. Honestly, he's that good. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that he um doesn't get a, a you know his career hasn't taken him to the highest of highs because I think he's a very good footballer and he's only getting better. Yeah. We'll keep moving on. So Neil Kilkenny was a late injury replacement for Seb Pasquale, and I couldn't imagine our season without him. Uh, keeping order in the midfield and bossing defenders and Lockie Wales. Uh, we gave him an A for his 26 games. Jay, what are your thoughts on Neil Kilkenny? Yeah, love Neil. He was kind of like um, kind of like the dad of the club. You know, he was bossing everyone around, pulling people's heads in when they were – mucking about, you know, uh, directing plays, uh, playing some great balls, taking corners. Um, a is, you know, he, he had a, a, a fantastic season, um, you know, leading from the from the mid, taking it all, you know, uh, in transition from attack to defence and defence to attack. You can see him marshalling people, uh, which you love to see. Uh yeah, I, I don't know if he scored any goals this season. I think he scored one, maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll double check. Sure. Maybe penalty. Check. Yeah, but um, penalty in Ballarat. Yeah, didn't didn't really influence the score sheet as much, but everything he did to make sure we were winning games was crucial to our season. And um, I think no he's, goals. You know, no goals. No, nah, but he yeah. assist, he had assists. He yeah, had I, I think you know. He's part of the crucial, you know, Leo, Risden, Young, uh, Lacroix, and and Killer. I think that that's the five you take away from this season that really, really stepped up to the plate and and led the team. And th- those five, are, uh, he's one of the five players I'd say most important players at our club last season. Um, looks like he's going to be going. Um, I think either retiring or moving into a you know an, a place where he he can. Um, catch up, you know, and, and uh, live with his family again because it's another thing to mention. He's been away from his family the whole season, um, had to cope with a passing in the family as well. Um, he had everything thrown at him plus everything else on top of, you know, like, like COVID life. So, um, yeah, a mentally, a mentally strong individual. He, had, he, he was all season to, to push through that. Lead and ultimately, you know, seeing him in tears when we when we get this got the silverware, you know, almost made me want want to cry just just to see him so happy because you could see how much it meant to Killer. So um, love you, Neil. He's always going to be, you know, he could only play one season, but I think he's going to be a club legend for us. Easily the best in he's had at any A League club. Hundred percent. I'll just say um, quickly as well, uh, whether he's interested or not in the future, I'd be so disappointed to see him not going to a managerial role because I think his mentality and just his strength and he and his man the the way the way he can interact with people and the way he can get people on board and get people on his side, he'd be amazing in a managerial role, whether it's at a lower level or whether he gets to the heights, even bigger heights than he did as a player. He's got that kind of mentality. He's got that drive, that work ethic and yeah, that just that personality to be able to do it yeah 100 agree do you think he drinks shandies i like a good shandy myself so i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind having one with him same here now we're going to move on to nicholas milanovic um he snuck in his first goal for the club amidst his one start in 11 games played 
one of our NPL talents and mustache aficionados. He really made his game time count, and we gave him a B minus. Led, what are your thoughts on Nicholas Milanovic? Great fellow, great mustache, and he's an up and coming future talent. Still a very very young lad, and still like learning his way, um, learning the trade of the game. He he's got leaps and bounds to come whether it be next season or whether it be the season after, I can see him doing big things in the sport. 100% agree. Um, now we'll move on to Nikolai Topper-Stanley. And if it's okay, I'd like to cover him because i got a little bit of a good paragraph on this. NTS was a wild card signing for me, but from our interview with his with him preseason, his enthusiasm for football and his attitude really showed he and he was crucial to many of our wins. He even channeled Shane Warne after his first goal in a couple of years. He also smashed club legend Andrew Durante's games played record. We gave him, we gave this dead set legend a B plus, but he earned it because he's in my age bracket, a little bit older than me, and my knees hurt just getting up some days. And he's still showing some of the younger fellas what like fitness is. Um, yeah, any one words you describe NTS Lebby? I find, well, can I say? One word, buddy. One word. Uh, a word. I've got a word. Uh, hyphenated. hyphenated. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hyphenated. Last time. Yeah, that's that's my one word. Nah, beautiful. Beautiful's the one word. <laughs> yeah, 100% agree. <laughs> now, we'll move on to another one. Now, Noah Bottich managed three games and performed well. We gave him an overall score of C+. Any notes on this, um, Jay? Oh, Noah Bottich. Um, yeah, didn't really, honestly, couldn't tell you. Um, sort of, I know he cameoed a little bit, but, um, you know, sort of hard to comment on those fleeting moments when you've got a whole season to reflect on. Um, from what I've seen, he's a good lad. I think we've, we've spoken to him once or twice. Um, he's definitely got a good head on his shoulders. Uh, and, you know, the only way, obviously, to get into the team, train well, play well when you can, hopefully you can do it next year, uh, uh, next season. It wouldn't surprise me if he starts or gets game time uh, in the upcoming uh, FFA Cup match. So we'll have to look out for him there. Uh, yeah, good luck and well, best, best of luck to Noah. 100%. Now, our next one is a bit more of a player that got a bit more game time. Renee Crin was another player who had a slow start and injury concerns. He still played 17 games and scored a massive goal for the club. We gave him a C plus. Leb, did you want to see more from Renee? Yeah, he's probably one of the only players that I won't be speaking completely positively about. I feel like he came with the repertoire and... Um, the clubs that he'd sort of played at, even though he hadn't been huge clubs there, you feel like he could have brought more to the team. Again, we don't know what happened behind the scenes um, and the experience that he could have given and the, the quality and the um, information and just the advice that he could have given the younger players and other players around the club. But I felt well, kind of like a couple of our international signings in the past. I feel like you need to get a bit more out of him than we did out of him. So um, it might have been down to that Steve Lustica and Neil Kilkenny had great seasons that he couldn't force his way into the team. But 
when you sign a player of that sort of caliber, you expect to get more out of them. So honestly, a little bit disappointed with him. Even though he did do some good things, he wasn't a disaster by any means. Yeah, yeah I, I think there were periods where he just looked lost. He didn't know where he was supposed to be out on the field. I'd say like 30% of his game time, he lost. Um, he had probably a good 15% of his game time, though, where he was playing really well. So it's – and then, you know, he sort of meandered through the rest of his games. I think it's a hard one to call. I think he had some personal issues which kept him away from the club at the start, and I think that hampered things. And, you know, he was gone before the season was over. He was back overseas. Um, disappointing, but ultimately it's like I'm, I'm glad. He's one of the only players I'm sort of glad is not going to be at the club next season because it frees up an international spot. We just – we can't have that spot being taken by someone, um, you know. Th- that's just not. That's just doesn't mediocre. look like they're gelling with this. He, he, yeah, he really didn't look like he gelled with the squad, and that was a hallmark of every good player this season. They all gelled well and could play multiple roles, and and everyone came in and knew exactly what was going on when they got subbed on. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we could sign another international to replace him next season. Yeah, but good luck to him. I think it came down to a few off-field things that really affected his game time. He still filled in for us at a centre-back. He was not too bad. But let's keep this train going. Let's move on to Reese Bozanovsky, another great young talent who made the most of his game time and even stuck a few into the grand final. We gave him a C plus, and my highlight was him wearing one of the crew's toilet seats after the grand final win. Jay, give me some info on Reese. Yeah, another one of those sort of uh, great loose loose cannon um, youngsters we've got that's not afraid to come on and, and really run at it. Um, it seems to gel well with the squad like everyone else. Uh, still still a bit too young. Um, and, you know, obviously we've got plenty of talent, which is keeping me out of the, out of the team. Um, but it was, it was good to, to see him. You know, have a few runs this season, Bozza. Um, I, I rate him. I think, uh, you know, if he doesn't uh, – I, I see him actually probably getting picked up by another club in the future. We've got so many players, it's going to be hard to hold on to all of them. Um, but whether whether or not he plays his football here or elsewhere, um, yeah, I think he's going to be a, a really good player for the future. Really good young man. I was quite impressed by him. I thought, yeah, showed a great attitude. 100%. Big fan, can't wait to see what he does. Now, moving on to Stevie and Lustica. Um, he had possibly his best season and a, had a solid purple patch with five goals. He played 26 games and was such a crucial member of our starting 11. We gave him an A. Do you think he sacrificed a goat? Caleb, thoughts? I Coming into this season, we thought maybe, maybe Stevie might have been done. We thought... Coming off the season, he had like he came in in the second half of the first season, was amazing for us. And last season, he just kind of fell away for a bit. This season, he just took the opportunity with both hands. You thought our midfield was going to be Kill Kill Kenny, uh, Kill Kill Kenny, Neil Kill Kenny, and Rene Crin coming in. But uh, I think it says a bit about Rene Crin too, and how he couldn't get into the squad because Stevie was just, I'll say it again, tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. He everything kind of ran through him. Neil was more of that defensive minded, that the one who broke up players, the ball winning midfield. 
Stevie was the one who kind of put us on the front foot a lot. And you saw he scored some important goals as well, probably more goals than we expected him to score at the start of the season. And you just saw his attitude and he's a very quiet guy, but you saw when he was on the pitch, he was anything but that. He was demanding. He, he was always giving a go, always pretty much the first to a, a 50-50 ball. And that's the sort of attitude and guile that we want to see from our players. And let's hope he just continues into it next season. Fantastic season for him. Yeah, well, I, I, th- I think I remember us having a conversation earlier in the season where we were talking about, like, if Diamante comes back, who's going to make way? Because sure as hell is going to be Killer or Lustiger. They were both having a great season so far as, you know, keeping out, uh, you know, a top, top player like Diamante. I love Lustica. I think it's probably his best season since uh, he was at the Raw winning titles with them, um, if not even better. So, uh, you know, he's turned from an injury replace, replacement player that we thought, oh, yeah, he'll be all right. He'll, you know, fix a hole for a season or two to, um, you know, one of the more important players at the club. Now, Wallace, would you like to take this next one since it's the last player we'll cover? It's your last podcaster's host. Yeah, and I would. It's, it's a player that we spoke about on our first ever podcast together. Yes, Tomoki Am I. Now, Tomoki Am I, I love, I'm such a, like, I'm a stand for Tomoki Am I, full disclosure. I've tried to keep it down on the down low. Um, seeing his family come to that first game last season Jeez. broke my heart. Yeah, it's it beautiful. Um, he plays so well. He showed his worth with seven, 27 games played. Um, he played the right-back role. He played as a centre-back when Rizdin was out. I, I, he was a right-back then. It was. I I feel safe having him in our back line. There was a few moments when he, in set pieces, that could have probably gone better, but I'm a huge fan of Tomoki Amai. I'm, he's just a, such a good egg. I, we gave him an A- overall. I'm so glad that he's a member of our club, and I yeah, I would like him to be Ali Broxham. That's my opinion. Our could play anything. That's yeah, that's my opinion. Um, yeah, any anyone else want to top like talk about? I we all, I think we're he's pretty universally loved. Yeah, yeah. beautiful player, it's hard not- beautiful person. Just him and his beautiful soul, Jesse McCartney. Shout out. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hard not to love him, you know. He's you know, every time you you talk to him, you know, he's just you know, his his face, he he smiles. I remember once uh, in a Ballarat game, he was screaming from the bench, just going, you know, obviously not knowing all the slang, but like the referee made a, a dubious call, and he's just going like fucking, fucking, <laughs> just screaming <laughs> all the swears you can in his life. Because I thought I wanted to hear what they were saying. Um, behind the bench and it was just him and him and um he'd been subbed off as well this is like the 80th minute and he's still like swearing and 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 you know screaming at the players telling them what to do still trying to put in 100 percent effort and that's what you get from from um tamoki i remember i ripped into him when he first well not ripped into him but was like oh man he's got like no experience from any other clubs yeah, I was I was skeptical. I'm like, yeah, man, he's barely played like a season of top flight football in his career, and you know he's getting on a little now. So what's gonna? Where have we got this guy from? And then uh, he's turned into one of the best defenders in the league. Uh, kept his spot for the majority of the year as well, and filled all roles again when he when he had to. Um, 
obviously had a rough uh, season prior with being thrown around so much and having so many injuries at the back. It was nice to see him settle in a bit more, be more comfortable, be our last man back at times because obviously he's a bit quicker than Leo. Um, and he, yeah, he handled his defensive abilities really well. Yeah. And it's just a play you, you can't help but love. Whether you love Western or hate Western, everyone loves Smokey. We were too sceptical of him and we were made the fool. Yeah. Because yep. he's fantastic. <laughs> Tremendous even. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ad, yeah, his physical performance, it's just amazing. It's, yeah, such a great player. Now, I want to move on to honourable mentions. And I think we would be remiss not to talk about the impact Ryan Scott has had on our club. And even though he didn't get any minutes this season, his impact is crucial to the club. And we all can't wait for him to get the number one spot. He is so crucial to the culture, his engagement with fans, He's game day, like, you know what I mean? He's on the, he gets the megaphone out after the game and doing chants. But I, I couldn't imagine game day without Ryan Scott, and I really hope we don't lose him. But he I, won club man of the season for the third year running. That's the Ryan Scott it should Award. Be the really. Ryan, it should be the Ryan Scott Award. I actually believe that. It should be soon. Anyway, Scotty, this is for you. <laughs> Love you, big fella. Whoop, there goes it's, my it's, mic. Um. <laughs> So on that note, I also look forward to seeing more from Ajak Du, Ayon Majok, Dalibor Markovic, Ivan Vujica, Luke Duzel, and Sebastian Pasquale. Pasquale just recently signed for us. Vujica left recently, which is a bit of a bummer. We didn't get to see him this season. Um, Ayon Majok, Majok um, he went to CCM at the start of the season. Haven't heard much from him. But, yeah, again, wish all our players well and anyone in general. Um, now, uh, speaking... Also- just quickly yep. uh, on on former players that have moved on, um, Aspro has moved over to the Macarthur Bulls. Um, you know, yeah, looking for more game three. time. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully yeah, those those two kick off over there and and do well. Good luck to Jerry and uh, and Aspro at the Bulls. And one piece of signing news. Sorry, let me just get it up as well. We've recently signed another scholarship deal. Young player who we've seen a fair bit of in the um, MPL, who scored some crackers of goals. Yeah. Jake Nadovsky has come Ooh. in as a scholarship deal, so I expect to be seeing a little bit of him next season. Still a young lad, pretty sure he's only sixteen or seventeen. Uh, but if you watch a couple of his highlights from the academy, he looks like a really good one for the future too. So welcome to the first team, Jake, and we can't wait to see some more of you in um, a different stance this season. Now, guys, I think we've covered last season and a couple of new signings. Let's talk the next season. Now, you guys will be taking the reins of the podcast next season. What can we as listeners expect? Cool. Well, um, it's going to be a little more um, – I don't know uh, how to word it, but um, we, we actually – yeah, it might seem pretty laid back already, this podcast, but it actually does take a fair bit of effort for Wallace um, to organise. You know, he takes a lot, of, like a great amount of time um, just to just to get these podcasts up. Um, it, and um, obviously with the family well underway now, it's hard, hard for you, Wallace, to keep it going. So we're not holding that against you. Um, Caleb and I are very busy as well, work schedules and whatnot. So um, the plan is at the moment uh, 
it's just going to be myself, Caleb, uh, Gerald, who also runs a podcast. It's going to be joining us as well. And um, yeah, and Mitch, my housemate, yeah, yeah. you would have – yeah, and um, – and and Mitch as well, my housemate. Uh, we he he comes to literally every game as well. He's been on this. He's been on. Before. He's been on this before, Mitch. Yeah, a, a, another um, you know, another good casual observer to have, um, you know, because he's he's like not really followed the A League, and now he's come in with Western United. So it's like you've got new old perspectives, Caleb and I, and 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 the newer perspectives from from. You know, Gerald, who's a bit younger, and Mitch, who's new to the A-League. Not football in general, but just the A-League. Uh, in comparison to Caleb and I, have been watching it for over, you know, 10, 10 to 15 years. Um, so it's pro- it's going to be more of us, you know, sitting around a, a couch. Uh, we're going to have segments and stuff like game review, game preview. We'll keep the tipping comp going and um, maybe add an- another couple of things. But it's probably going to be once every couple of weeks rather than every week. Um it's probably going to be a longer format, like an unedited, uncut, uh, just chat, and we're going to try and get it done in person rather than over Zoom. But it's, these are things that we're going to be working out slowly over time. Um, we'll try and probably get a test run um, done and dusted uh, once I get back from my work trip, and um, and I'm we'll hoping, go from there. But I'm hoping though that we'll have our first episode out. Um, not sure how long after, but we will review the FFA Cup match against Victory. Don't you worry that and, we'll be doing something with that. And that'll start off also, our new season. Also worth mentioning, Wallace and um, Scotty and Kelsey, they'll all still be on the podcast at points, just not, you know, weekly um, week, weekly uh, hosts or, or guests. Um, we it's going to be a big it. change. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Uh, the, the, yeah, we, we we were thinking about just giving it up on it completely, but we're up over 100 episodes now. And I'm, um, you know, very grateful to Wallace, who's really given us a great platform. Um, background in sound engineering's helped out a bunch. You know, he's absolutely killed it. He's going to have to come around and help me get set up. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's something we thought, you know, we put, <laughs> we've, we've put a bit too much effort into, into stop now. Uh, it it might not be as uh, it might not be as consistent as the current All Out West podcast, but we will endeavour to try and get as many episodes out as we can. We'll just say for now, thanks for all the work that Wallace, Scotty, and Kelsey have done over the past three years. They'll still be mainstays. Make sure you come up and thank them for all their work in the crew, and you'll still hear their voices, and they'll still be around. They're not jumping away from the club; they're just taking a bit of a backseat. Cheers. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks, everyone. Um, I want to say thanks for having us for the last couple of years. Kelsey wanted to be here today but couldn't make it. Um, yeah, it's been a, a joy. Um, I think we did done around 53,000, 54,000 streams over the last three years. It's been amazing seeing this club develop and the friends we've built with it. I, the three of us were all there day one with service crew um, as that developed. It's been amazing. And, yeah, I'll still be drunk in the stands. Hell yeah, dude. That's Um, not going to change. Yeah. So, just for the last time, I'd like to say um, for my last time as host, I'd like to thank you all for listening. It's been great to see it grow, as I kind of said. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and all that jazz. Now, did I mention we were champions? Uh, I don't know. I think we might have skipped over that one. When Um, did that happen? Yeah. I think we missed it. Now, Jay, 
your your chance to do the sign off, big fella. How do you do it? Oh wait, hang on. I would like to thank you all for listening. It's been great seeing our community grow. And uh, for the last, <laughs> yeah, for the last time, yeah, yeah, I oh, know. I'm just recapping. Um, for the last time this season, all west, aren't we? All west, aren't we? You know what all to west, say, aren't we? All west, aren't we, big fella? Uh, you've got it this time. <laughs>